Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to year 2024 as we continue our journey called The Journey. And before I forget, Happy New Year and may God bless you this year along with your family. Thank you for joining. Today we continue chapter 11. I even forgot, it's a new year, so forgive me. Chapter 11 of our journey, reading the books Patriarchs and Prophets by Ellen White. And this chapter is titled The Call of Abraham. For those who have been studying this along with the Bible, as I've recommended multiple times, it is extremely important to understand that these books are not meant to substitute Bible study, but to be a complement to each other. We continue with the call of Abraham, which happens in Genesis chapter 12. Okay, and this is right after the events of the Tower of Babel, as we talked about in the last chapter. So at this point, it is important to understand that depravity and sin in the world and idolatry had spread. Now it was not just, you know, localized to the Tower of Babel inhabitants, but now it spread up as God's divided the languages, people spread up and idolatry and all the bad traditions of that sin you know, cause in the human population spread out as well. But God always had a people that were faithful to him. And in the midst of idolatry, in the midst of all these bad practices that people were having and bad conceptions of God, this is a time where people will sacrifice their children and, you know, human beings to their gods to appease their anger and other things. Abraham lived this, which is key and important as we continue the story of Abraham, as we'll talk later. But Abraham grew up in the midst of superstition and hedonism and idolatry. That's, that is what he believed the norm was. However, he was still faithful to God. And this is where this chapter picks up. It says, God has ever preserved a remnant to serve him. Adam, Seth, Enoch, Methuselah, Noah, Shem, in unbroken line, had preserved from age to age the precious revealing of his will. And this chapter is fairly short and to the point. This chapter, again, as the title suggests, talks about the call of Abraham. And we need to understand two things. First, Abraham was faithful to God. He did not mingle with the evil practices of the local religions. And God calls Abraham, as the title suggests. But there's something very important about the call of Abraham that is basically what the chapter talks about the most. And that is the importance of faith. Abraham lived with his family in Ur of the Chaldeans. And that's where he grew up. That's where, you know, everything normal to him was. But God, as we said, there were bad tradition, bad customs, bad things happening in the area. So God called him and he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. 
We have to remember that God back in Genesis 3.15 and back when we talk about the creation chapters made a promise. He said, you know, Satan had triumphed and had made the human race fall. But now God was going to send a seed to save humanity. And that seed is Jesus. So God had a mission. God had to preserve a lineage, a lineage of people that were faithful to him through which Jesus will be born eventually. And not only this, but at this point, the image of God was completely distorted in the world. People were confused and had, you know, all sorts of bad traditions and beliefs and conceptions of God. So God had also to create a group of people, a, a light in the midst of darkness to reveal the true character of God. <clears throat> and this is important because that that's the, it starts with Abraham. The story of Abraham is, I would almost say, the most, aside from the story of Jesus, the most important story in the Bible, because it's when God really puts together the plan and he says, out of Abraham, I will make a lineage to Jesus. And I will, of course, make a people that will reflect and show to the nations of the world his character. And to for the, in order for this to happen, God follows by saying, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And then the rest of the chapter elaborates on this particular piece of text that God says, get out of your country. Now, imagine you grew up, in my case, I grew up in Puerto Rico. So if I'm my whole life in Puerto Rico, all my family is there, all my friends are there, my work, my everything is there. And I hear God, calling me and saying, hey, I want you to move to Alaska. And uh, I will tell you what to do in Alaska then. Isn't that kind of a hard call? So we can start seeing early on why Abraham is called the father of faith, because he certainly was a very faithful man. Without God telling him much of his plans, other than I will make a nation out of you and I want you to move from your home, Abraham didn't really have much else to go from. He just knew that he needed to pack up his stuff and start walking in the direction of Canaan, which is the promised land that, you know, we, we will speak a lot about when we talked about Israel. But other than that, there were no many details. Yet Abraham with very little information, a man of faith, he trusted God. He trusted God without knowing what he was going to eat, where he was going to live. You got to remember that these were turbulent times with a lot of wars and, and, and you know, killings. And there wasn't a police and governments as instituted as they are now, you know. So it was it, it was a hard call. It was a, a, a very faith-based decision that Abraham took, but he did took it. So it says, in order that God might qualify him for his great work as the keeper of the sacred oracles, Abraham must be separated from the associations of his early life. Again, bad influences around him. God wanted to make a people for him. 
he needs to take them out, take them out of the midst of sin, and let's, let's start fresh. And this is a lesson for us in life. Sometimes we find it hard to obey God. We find it hard to follow his commandments because of peer pressure, because of the people that surround us, because the environment that we live in. And oftentimes, I will say almost always in life, when it comes to God, we need to make a stand. We need to take a stand. Either we are comfortable with the things that we have and put God aside, or we are willing to leave the things that makes us comfortable for God. And one of the main things in this arena is the topic of jobs. Because uh, in the commandments, God says, you know, keep the Sabbath, don't work in the Sabbath. That's the commandment four in Exodus 20. And a lot of people, unfortunately, put working and uh, yeah, careers above God and they work on the Sabbath and do other things. And I don't wanna, this is a, a very complex topic and there's a lot to talk. This is not the main topic, but the point is, the point is that oftentimes in life, we need to take a stand for God and leave behind the things that we like, that sometimes gives us pleasure, but we know at the end are for our own destruction. So it talks about how Abraham left what he left behind, where he was going, which was to Canaan. And at the once he, he, he gets to Canaan, God once again makes a promise and tells him, to your descendants, I will give this land. Canaan, Canaan you can imagine, let's say, Canaan was the modern, I'm gonna say utopia because I don't, I don't really know which city to pick as an example, but just imagine a place where everything is great. There's there's land and there's mountains. I'm gonna say Switzerland. You know, there's a lot of nature and there's a lot of majesticness in nature and animals and food and, you know, everything looks so perfect. So that's what's Canaan back then. And that's the land that God promises Abraham that he will give to his descendants. <coughs> It says here, talking about Abraham and his uh, test of faith. Abraham could not explain the leadings of providence. He had not realized his expectations, but he held fast the promise. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And he continues later on. God leads his children by a way that they know not, but he does not forget or cast off those who put their trust in him. He permitted affliction to come upon Job, but he did not forsake him. He allowed the beloved John to be exiled to lonely Patmos, but the Son of God met him there, and his vision was filled with scenes of immortal glory. So Abraham was alone in this journey. Of course, he has his immediate family with him, but he left everything behind to go on this journey of faith. But God did not forsake him. God promised he would, and he did have some afflictions along the way, but God never, ever uh, for forgave him and uh, forgot him, not, not, not forgave him, sorry, wrong word. He didn't forgot Abraham. And then before the end of the chapter, it comes one more test of faith where, where Abraham failed. And that is a relief for all of us living in this century. So they get to Egypt and Abraham's wife was extremely beautiful. 
And because of it, and again, we're living in ancient times where laws and police weren't maybe a thing, that he was afraid that he was going to get murdered because somebody was going to want to marry his wife. So he told Sarah, his wife, to please say that she was his sister. And uh, it wasn't quite the lie. That's how Abraham rationalized it. And that's how many of us rationalize sometimes sin. It's not really that bad uh, because Sarah was indeed the daughter of his father, but she was not the daughter of his mother. So he was like a half sister. So he told her, say that you're my sister so that they don't kill me. And then, of course, Pharaoh saw Sarah, she was beautiful, took her, and then God revealed himself to Pharaoh and said, if you touch this woman, you know, I will curse you and, and, and your kingdom, basically. And, and Pharaoh returns the wife, and all of this is in the Bible. And he said, you know, Abraham, why did you lie to me? And this is a testament that Abraham was human. He had a lot of faith in God, but he was human. He didn't trust that God, the God that told him, I will make a great nation out of you, would save him from Pharaoh and the men of that of Egypt, of that country. So he did fail here, but he made it up later on, as we'll talk in the next chapter. But uh, case in point, my beautiful family and friend, God has a plan for you and me. And sometimes that plan involves leaving the things that we like, leaving the things that we love behind for him, which I can assure you, even if at the beginning doesn't seem very appealing, at the end, it always comes with great reward because God takes care of his people. Abraham trusted God. He left everything behind to follow God. And he, he failed along the way. But God still made out of him, uh, you know, did uh, fulfill his promise to Abraham as he will with you. This is the end of this chapter. I'll see you later on chapter 12.